I'm really glad that you're part of today's online experience. I know it's already been said, but I want to personally welcome you to today's experience. Also, I want to invite you to Easter Sunday next week at Cultivate Church. You have seven different opportunities to worship with us, two on Good Friday at both campuses, and then five across two campuses on Easter Sunday, 9, 10, 15, and 11:30 in Alabaster, 9 and 10, 15 in Columbiana, and of course, right here at Church Online. Hey, I'm excited as we're concluding our series today. We've been in this series called Influencer all month long, where we've been talking about the influence that we have with the people that are around us. And we've been motivating ourselves to understand that the whole reason that we're still here is to carry the influence that we have and to point people to Jesus. This whole series has come out of Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, that says this, You are the light of the world. This is Jesus talking to us. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, Jesus says, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. What I'm learning through Scripture more and more is that everything that we do and everything that we are always points back to Jesus for the good of somebody else. That what He does in me, He wants to do through me so that He can be a blessing to people that are around me. And all month we've been unpacking what it looks like to be an influencer. We've talked a lot about social media influence as it's a, a new thing in our culture that, you know, 10, 20 years ago you wouldn't have dreamed of something called social influencing. Your parents said, get out of the basement, get a job. But now you can sit in your parents' basement and you can make a good living by being a social media influencer. Well, I believe our Father is looking at us and saying, I'm wanting you to be an influencer. And so today, as we're concluding our series, I titled your message, Going Viral. And that's a new term that's happened over the last few years where content that's put online through social media, through YouTube, or one of those online platforms where everybody begins to like it, they begin to share it, they begin to pass it around, everyone's watching it, everyone is talking about it. The video or the content has gone viral. I want to teach us today how we go viral with the faith that we're living. It's really interesting. Last year during the pandemic, an incredible family at our church, one of our trustees actually, uh, Robbie Odgers, he and his daughter Marley, they went viral. They are part of our Columbiana campus and uh, it was prom season and prom was canceled during the pandemic and everyone of course was was just devastated that all these students were going to miss their senior prom. And But Robbie said, I'm going to do something special for Marley. So they put a plan together, their whole family. And Robbie wrote a note down and said, hey, will you go to the prom with me? Marley thought it was a joke, but he was in his tux and uh, mom got her ready and got her all prepared. Jennifer was getting her together and the whole family was being a part of this. And Marley comes down the stairs and there's dad in his tux and they have a dance and, and they filmed it and put it online. Take a second and check this out. When her school in Alabama had to cancel senior prom. Well then, Marley got a really sweet handwritten invitation asking for one dance with Dad.
It's amazing to see how this video went viral all across the country. If you actually Google Marley Odger's dance, you'll see that it hit nearly every news outlet, local news outlets, mainstream, national. One of my favorite is when John Krasinski, better known as Jim from The Office, was doing a YouTube show during the pandemic called Some Good News, and he actually covered it, interviewed uh, the whole family, and then that night he hosted an online prom for students across the country, and Robbie and Marley actually helped host that event that night. It's absolutely incredible what can happen when something goes viral. Today, the greatest thing that you and I could have go viral is our faith in Jesus and that it would point back to God and who He is and what He can do in our lives. So today, I want to pray and then I want to go into what it looks like for our faith to go viral. So God, help us today to receive from Your Word, God, so that we can be who You've called us to be, so we can do what You've called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to give you three things that are on your outline today that will help you take your faith viral. Three ingredients. And all month, We've been talking about some of these things that will help us live this out in a viral way. And the first thing that I want you to write down today is that if something's going to go viral, it has to be viral content. It has to be viral content. In other words, it's got to be worthy of going viral. It's got to capture the attention of people in such a way that people would want to see what it is that you have in your life. What's different about you? What is it that you have to offer? And I can remember back as a youth pastor, early in the 2000s when the internet really started taking off, YouTube become a big thing. That's right, some of you, I can actually remember that, but the days before YouTube and the internet and social media. And I remember some of the early videos that were going viral. One of my favorites to this day, one of the first viral videos that I can remember is the video, Charlie Bit My Finger. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that's a pretty funny video. That was one of the first videos I can remember actually seeing go viral. One of the other videos that I remember is the cat playing the piano. That one took the world by storm. Everyone was talking about that. And then you had the dramatic chipmunk. Do you remember the dramatic chipmunk? I mean, these little silly videos that in the early days, I mean, nobody thought much about that would have been a big deal, but suddenly you put it on YouTube and everybody is talking about it. 
It's the content that people are drawn to, that they want to see over and over, that they want to talk about, and that they want to share. And today, I want to talk to you about this viral content. Take a look at the scripture with me in Luke chapter 16. We're going to spend our time here today talking about a man named Lazarus and a rich man. This is a story, uh, a parable that Jesus is telling to illustrate a point. And he talks about content in our life right here in verses 19 through 21 when he says, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores, and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. Now I want to unpack this for just a second because to me there's a lot of importance that's happening right here. Is Jesus is telling the story of a rich man who's got everything. I mean, he's dressed in the best. He has the best. He's living what we would consider, I mean, the best life possible. He's got everything at his disposal, everything at his fingertips. He's got it because he has the resources. And then Jesus talks about Lazarus, a man who is sick who is so sick, in fact, that he is laid every day at this man's gate, at the rich man's gate, so that he could beg. He doesn't even have the ability on his own to carry himself there to beg. And yet the Bible says that all he wanted, was even hoping for, was just some crumbs that would fall from the rich man's table. In other words, he knew that even the crumbs of the rich man would be better than anything he could get on his own. Yet he got no satisfaction, he got no help, and he got no service from the rich man. But look at what the Bible says brings him comfort. The Bible says, even the dogs came and licked his sores. Now what's incredible about this to me is that all he's looking for is a little comfort. He's looking for something from someone that he doesn't have and yet they do. And I believe that today, what I want us to see in this is every day in this world that we're living, we have something that people want from us. And every day, God lays someone at your gate in order to see if you're going to serve them or if you are going to reject them. You see, the world is hurting. You look around. People are walking in depression. People are walking in drug addiction. People are walking in uh, thoughts of suicide. People are taking their lives. People are walking without hope. People are addicted to opioids, bad relationships, and you name it. Our world is hurting, and they need something that is real. We say this all the time at Cultivate Church, that the world can't give what the world doesn't have. I love that Matt Powers went a step farther with that. One week I heard him say that the world can't take what the world didn't give either. In other words, God has given something to us that is valuable to the world around us. We have a viral content in our life. God is laying people at our gate every day, at our life, in our work, in our family, in our path that we cross in the grocery store or online, wherever you may be, God is laying people to us to receive the content of our life. Ask yourself today, who is at my gate? Who's around you? 
Who's God put in your path? Who's God wanting you to make a difference in their life if only you would say, I've got something to give. Today, I'm challenging you to start recognizing the people that are around you. We've talked all month long about how to have an attractive faith and and how to be the person God's calling us to be. Today, I'm asking you to see that there are people around you that are longing for the content that you have. Just last week, I was able to have lunch with my pastor, Pastor Frankie Powell. And as we were having lunch, he was telling me a story of God just stretching him in this very area. He said he was at church, and after church, a homeless man came into the church, and he started asking for some help. And typically, we kind of know what to do in these situations. We find organizations that can help them. We try to find food pantries. We try to find all the resources to help someone who's maybe in this condition. So my pastor, he calls, and he begins to ask some of these places, and he could find no assistance. And he said, suddenly he said he felt like the Lord just spoke to him and said, I didn't ask you to call someone. I asked you to help this gentleman. See, my pastor, when the, when the homeless man came in, he heard God just nudge him and say, I want you to do something for this guy. But it wasn't to find him a place. It wasn't to get him resources. He was calling him to take care of this man. So my pastor began to do that. My pastor began to help him with food and help him with clothes and help him with uh, some money that he needed. My pastor actually bought him a prepaid cell phone so that he could stay in touch with this homeless guy. And every day, he's been calling this guy and checking on him. And what is it that you need? And how can I serve you? He's been helping him actually get resources in his life. The man is actually eligible to draw Social Security. So my pastor's been doing everything to help him get his applications and get his life in order so that he could draw Social Security. While they were actually doing this process, it was learned that while this guy was young, at about 18 years old, he got married. And he wasn't even married a year. He blew the marriage. He left his wife. It was a big mistake. But married nonetheless, come to find out his wife had gone on to live a successful life, had done well, but she had died tragically by falling through a glass door. She never remarried, and she never had any, any of her stuff left to anyone else. They never had kids. And this man, because he was her husband, now is eligible to receive resources that was left from his wife. He would have never known any of this had my pastor not come along beside him to personally help him, to see the man that God had laid at his gate and the content of his life said, you've got something to give away, so give it and make a difference. And I know today you're thinking, wow, I can't do that. I don't have anything to give. I don't even know where to begin. Well, I want to help you with something that I learned years ago from Pastor Rick Warren from Saddleback Church. I have often used it for my personal life. I have taught this many times. I've taught this right here at Cultivate Church before, and it's called shape. And this is what it means. The S is your spiritual gifts. We teach spiritual gifts in our Roots class. You can take it online right there at the address below if you're watching. You can take Roots online at cultivatechurch.tv and you can learn all about the spiritual giftings that God has specifically given to you. Did you know that you have a special gift 
that God has given you. Maybe you found yourself being able to encourage people when people are depressed and you don't know why you have that gift. Maybe you have the ability just to change the atmosphere of a room when you walk in. These are gifts. These are not natural abilities. These are God-given abilities. And that's what you need to learn is your spiritual gift. What do I have to give away the content of my life that God has given me. You can do that at our website. The H is your heart. That's your passions. That's what motivates you. What is your heart? What's your passion? What makes you cry? Do you watch TV and you hear about kids in another country and suddenly you feel drawn to do something to help those kids? Maybe you have compassion on those, those animals, on those commercials when you know they're singing that song and, and you get that tear in your eye. Maybe you see people that are, that are homeless. Maybe you see people that are hurting in, in addiction. Maybe you see people walking through depression. Maybe you see a single mom. Maybe you see the elderly. There's something that grips your heart and moves you toward that person. Well, that's your heart. That's something that, that is special about you, the content of your life that God wants you to give away. A is your abilities. These are your natural born abilities. Every one of us have something that we are naturally born good at. And whatever those abilities are, God wants you to use that for the people he has laid at your gate. P is personality. How do you relate to people? Some of you are quiet, and you relate real well with the people who are quiet in the other side of the room. Some of you are loud, and you can just move and talk to everybody and anybody. You've just got that. Your personality is a part of who God's made you to be, and it's for a reason. And then the E, it's your experiences. So you've been through something. And you don't know why you went through it. You thought it was just because you made bad decisions or because you made good decisions or it's just what happened. It was just life. But maybe God had you walk through that to use that experience to benefit the life of somebody else. You've made mistakes that someone else needs to learn from you before they walk through the same mistake that you've made. Some of you have been hurt by other people and you know what it is to navigate that hurt. Those experiences can help you be an encouragement to somebody else. The content of your life. There's a rich man who had it all living it his way. And yet there was a man in need that needed to know the truth, that needed to be served, that needed to be loved, that was laid at his gate and this rich man just ignored him. We have the truth of Jesus. We have the hope of the world. If you're a believer today, you've been given the greatest gift and that's the gift of salvation. And every day God is laying people at your gate in need, that need what you have to give away. So if you're going to go viral in your faith, you have to have viral contents, the content of our life in which we give and recognizing the people that are there. And then secondly, you have to have a viral cause. You have to have a viral cause. Have you ever noticed that most of the things that go viral online, uh, typically they, they do better when there's a cause behind them? I mean, this idea of having a cause attached to something that you do helps things go viral. I remember when Tom's Shoes first came out. I like Tom's Shoes. I don't think they're as popular as they used to be, but I still like them. I still wear them. I've always been a customer of Tom's. They were one of the first ones that said, if you buy a pair, we'll give a pair. And when you bought a pair of their shoes, they would give a pair of shoes away to kids in other countries that didn't have shoes. It was an incredible idea. It made you excited and proud to purchase and wear a pair of Toms. Many people do that today. They do it with socks. They do it with, I mean, shirts and clothes and, I mean, all kinds of merchandise. They do it around the country with different businesses. I mean, when you have a cause, people want to get involved. They want to contribute. They want to be a part of it. I remember the Ice Bucket Challenge. Do you guys remember that? Many of you 
probably did the ice bucket challenge where you sat, someone took a bucket of cold ice water and they poured it over your head. You filmed yourself doing it, you put it online, and then you challenged someone else. For me, it was one of the first viral causes that I can remember that hit the internet. It was benefiting ALS. And do you know that they said after the ice bucket challenge, they were actually able to stretch their budget over 187%. In other words, all the money that was raised, it was that big of a benefit to them of all the money that came in. What an incredible thing to be a part of. If you gave to that, wow, you increased their budget 187% for research for people that were lives will be changed because of a viral cause. Today, I want you to know that as a believer, as a Christian, we have the greatest cause that there is. Look a little farther with me in this story. Verses 22 through 25 says, The time came. That's important. I underline that in my notes because it's a significant turn in this story. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. Then the rich man also died and was buried. Verse 23, it gets, it gets interesting. In Hades, or in hell, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. It's the rich man who was in torment. So he called, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all of this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. This is an, this is an incredible look at eternity. I want to challenge us today as believers, if you're watching this and you follow Jesus and you're thinking, what do I have to give? Well, it's that viral content of our life to know that we, that we have an audience. People are watching and waiting. God's laying people at your gate because eternity is our cause. If you're going to get somebody involved in something that's life-changing, it's the realization of eternity. Now, the, the rich man died, and I'm sure he, was, he had Cadillacs probably carry him uh, to, to his, you know, his resting place. He probably had the finest casket. There were probably thousands of people who came to mourn. Everyone knew about him. It was probably on the front page. And then you had Lazarus was probably thrown in a ditch and, and had dirt covered over him. I mean, he, there was no fanfare over a beggar, over someone who was sick and, and had no one or no thing. But then eternity steps in. The time comes. I want us to all understand a very sobering thought today that regardless of what you have or do not have, your status, you are going to die. Every one of us are going to die. The death rate is 100%. All of us will meet our eternity. And when we understand the realization of eternity as a believer, our hearts should beat to go, man, that is my cause. And i got to take the content of my life, what God has done, and I've got to do something for people that are around me. I've got to step in, and I've got to save the day. I've got to let them know that God loves them. Jesus can change their life, and eternity is weighing in the balance. Death is the great equalizer for everybody. Death 
is the equalizer. It brings us all at the same level playing field. It does not matter money. It does not matter fame. It does not matter possession. It does not matter relationships. Death is coming for us all, and eternity is waiting in the balance. Look, the eternity that we see in the two different people was not based on what they had or didn't have. The rich man didn't go to hell because he was rich, because he had things. He went because he lived a selfish life, and he had no faith in anything but himself. He put all of his hope in his possessions. He wasn't generous, but Lazarus, his faith was in something different. It turned out differently. When eternity comes for each and every one of us, the only thing that matters for anybody is the faith that we place in Jesus and the life that we live for Him. The Bible says that we are all sinners and we confess our sin, we give our life to Him, and then because of that, the Bible says, Jesus gives us this instruction, if you love me, you will obey me. And a life of obedience is a life of blessing, and it leads us to our eternity. Another thing we see in this, of just a few observations, is we see something about hell. I think it's really important to understand what hell's going to be. I've heard some people say, well, uh, hell won't be so bad. All my friends will be there. What a party it will be. But in this man's uh, understanding of, of hell, as we see what Jesus is telling us, there's no party. You know, he's in pain. He's begging for just, just a little bit of relief, a little water on the tip of his tongue to, to quench the thirst and to try to ease the pain. He's also very aware of the moments that he missed. He knows exactly who Lazarus is. As a matter of fact, he can see Lazarus. Not only do we feel pain, but we're going to see it as, as, as we watch heaven. If hell is your eternal state, you, you're going to watch the party that's happening in heaven. The Bible shows us that's, that's a part of the difficulty that people will experience forever. The other thing is that there's a, there's a divide. There is no getting back. Hell is permanent. There's no walking out of that place. So today I want to ask you this question, understanding all of this, the weight of eternity, what is the cause of your life? What are you living for? What is it today that you yourself are living for? What are you focused on? And then I want to ask you this question, can you communicate your cause? Why do you have faith in Jesus? If someone were to ask you today, can you communicate it? We've talked about how to do that all month long. Have you gravitated to that? Have you embraced it? Have you begun to practice it? Have you begun to live it? Look, viral content, understanding we have something to give, and every day God is laying someone in our life to make a difference in. And then understanding the viral cause that we have is eternity, that there is nothing greater that we can invest in in the lives of other people than their eternity. You, you have to be prepared to share because eternity is a real thing. Heaven is a real place and hell is a real place. And not everyone is going to go to heaven. Only those who are living and obeying what God has asked us to do. And then number three, if something's going to go viral in your faith, you have to have viral communication. Notice what happens next. Verse 27, he answered, this is the rich man, then I beg you, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, they have Moses and they have the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, if someone from the dead goes to them, they'll repent. 
And he said to them, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. This is really important to understand because the rich man is saying, Hey, look, if I can't come back, there's still hope for my family. Will you send Lazarus from heaven down to my family? Look, if they see him again, if they see a dead man come back, they're going to believe this is no big deal. But look, he said, look, miracles can take place every day and people still don't believe. They've got Moses and they've got the prophets. Let them listen to them. Look, every day people have an opportunity to see the miracles that God performs. They're all around us. God does something every day to try to get people's attention. And believers, church today, it may be you that God was wanting to use to get their attention. You know the truth. You know the hope. You've got the content. You understand the cause. Now you've just got to walk in communication. It's up to us to be the ones that goes to the rich man's family and say, look, you may not understand this now, but Jesus is the hope of the world. Let me tell you what God has done for me and what he's done for me, he can also do for you. I want to give you a little process of how to walk in viral communication. The first is just ask God for an opportunity. You may be thinking, well, I can't stop and think of a moment when I've had an opportunity to share my faith. Well, Maybe you need to ask for one. I can tell you that if you'll just ask God for an opportunity to share your faith, God will say yes. And then when that opportunity arises, just listen a little bit. When you get with people, you don't have to say everything. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to be able to quote this message. You just listen. And I'm telling you, when you open a door, you'll be amazed at what people will say to you so that you can hear what's on their heart, that you'll understand where they're coming from, their background, what they're walking through and what they faced. Ask God for that opportunity to do that and then listen to what people say. And then you'll be amazed. Offer prayer. Say, I'll pray for you. Can I pray for you? I would, I would just say, personally in my life, I cannot think of a moment ever when I've asked someone, could I pray for them, and them tell me no. I mean, it does not matter if they follow Jesus, claim Jesus, or not. If they've ever been to church or they haven't. If I say, hey, can I pray for you? And it's not a weird prayer. It's not a. If I just say, hey, look, I hear what you're saying. I understand you're going through a tough time. Could I pray for you? Most people will say, absolutely, I would love for you to do that. And then be generous with those people. If they have a need, serve the need. That homeless man that my pastor was helping, his life is being dramatically changed. My pastor right now is helping him get set to get his very own apartment. It's amazing. Be generous with people. Help them change their life. And then be intentional. Viral communication is intentional. Live your life every day with intentionality because you have viral content and there are people at your door waiting to receive. We have the greatest viral cause and that is eternity. That that heaven and that hell, that final resting place all rest on Jesus. And you take all of that and you give it some viral communication, living every day in an intentional way, living it life on purpose, asking God for the ability to have an opportunity, listening to what people say, praying for them when there's a need, being generous to help correct and serve the need that they have, and doing it intentionally. God 
can change the lives of people around you. And every one of us, it's our responsibility. We are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. So I hope and I pray that over these last four weeks that we've spent together learning to be an influencer, that you've been motivated to share your story, that you've been motivated to share Jesus, that you've been motivated to try to keep hell empty and heaven full. My heart for us today, believers, is that you and I would be who God has called us to be to do what God has called us to do. But I know that you may be watching or listening by podcast and you may not even have a relationship with Jesus. And you're thinking, well, that's not my responsibility. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do because I, I don't follow Jesus. Well, I want to tell you this today. The greatest decision you could ever make and the greatest cause you could ever live for, the, the greatest viral sensation of your life would be saying yes to Jesus. And I want to pray for you today that you could do that. And then I want to pray for us who are Christians that we would do what God's called us to do and represent Him the way He would have us to represent Him. So Father, I pray for my friends, everyone watching right now, everyone listening. God, if there's any person that doesn't have a relationship with you, I would pray that today would be our day that we would say yes to you. Father, we ask you to forgive us of our sins. We know that we have fallen short. We just surrender everything that we have to you. Thank you for dying on the cross, Jesus. Thank you for freedom from our sin. Thank you for relationship with you. We receive it today. And Jesus, we choose to put you first in our life. And I pray for all of my friends who are living for you, God, who are serving you and who are representing you. Let us be your hands. Let us be your feet. Let us be the mouthpiece that makes a difference in the lives of others around us. There's people laying in our life every day. Let us have viral content. Let us live for a viral cause and let us walk out viral communication to make a difference in the lives of people around us. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen.